Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. A few weeks ago, some people online started talking about how Amazon's workers sometimes had to pee in a bottle. And I think I've actually seen some like hidden video of this type of thing. Ooh. Um, Amazon fired off a tweet saying, you don't really believe the peeing in a bottle thing, do you? If that were true, nobody would want to work for us. Well, it turns out it's actually true. <laughs> Friday, Amazon put out a public apology where they admitted some of their workers were peeing in bottles. Really? They say, uh, we did not contemplate or our large driver population and instead wrongly focused only on our fulfillment centers. Gotcha. That makes sense. But I think even in the fulfillment centers, there's been you know people who have been on the line and can't get a pee break. Have you seen the size of the buildings that like the one going in in Ajax? I haven't right driven now? by it. No, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Is it? Is it? Like, can you see it at the far one? Uh, no, I think it's uh, if you're going along Rosalind. Oh, okay. You can see it. Yeah. Uh, at uh, like was it Harwood? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's or Salem, Rosalind, Salem. It, it is. It's unbelievable, wow. the massive size of this thing. You couldn't find the bathroom if you worked oh, in there. I don't know how you'd get to it. <laughs> Is it like bigger than a football, like an NFL football stadium? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't see what the footprint would actually right. be, but it would be the length of a few football stadiums wow. put together. Wow. Just well, so football you, fields, at least. Yeah. So we can all order our dildos. Uh, <laughs> well, they got to store them somewhere. That's right. Um so, yeah, it turned out it was true, and uh, Amazon has apologized. They say drivers do sometimes relieve themselves in the bottles. They, they, uh, they can and do have trouble finding restrooms, says Amazon, and this has been especially true during COVID when many public restrooms have been closed. They say we don't have a solution. They just shrug right now. They say, ah, we don't know. Regardless of the fact that this is industry-wide, we'd love to solve the problem. We just don't know how or what we'll do for a solution. Right, yeah. And it's tough with the trucks all packed full of boxes. Mm-hmm. Can't put a porta potty back there. <laughs> Maybe they could do like the old days. Remember when you had block parents in neighborhoods who uh-huh. were taking kids? If put they were a sign lost? up on your window? Like an Amazon sign, and drivers can know that's a safe haven for pee. <laughs> like Amazon could even kick back a couple of bucks to the homeowner. Right. You know, give them a Prime account for free or something. <laughs> a Prime a prime pee spot. <laughs> April 7th is officially National Beer Day. Whoa. Yes, sir. And on a day like today, 16 and sunny, boy, wouldn't it be nice if we could go sit on a patio and share a pint? (laughs) But that's not available to us. But you certainly can support your local craft brewery guys and um, maybe even restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. You you can can go and order some uh, some pints, a six-pack or whatever, and take them home and uh, and celebrate the day. Will you enjoy a pint today? Uh, If... For National Beer Day, you if I to. must. You have to. <laughs> it's a sin. It's right. a crime. I, I would, wouldn't be a, a nationalist, I guess. That's right. Um, most beer drinkers say they have between one and four beers a week. Let's go with that. Yeah? Are you in that category? Uh, one to four, four a week? It's a bit light, but uh, around there. Now, there's a very Depending s- on the week. special group, a small group of us. <laughs> I'm in it. Uh, drinking between 16 and 20 beers a week. That's about two or three a day. Wow. Okay. Although I pulled that back, I think. Although I substituted it with, uh, with wine. Okay. So I, don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but uh, it is a, a tasty, tasty beverage. Boy, when you're thirsty. When you're thirsty. Say you've been doing something like cutting the grass. Oh, a cold pint. Right. Ooh. Ah, it's good anytime. It's a breakfast beverage as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Um, beer is the most popular drink 
ordered at bars, and people believe beer drinkers are more approachable than people who drink any other type of booze. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I guess they don't give off a pretentious vibe, unless unless you're ordering, like, particular beers. Well, there are beer snobs amongst us They're now. Very much so. Lee Eckley. <laughs> Uh, and they can get a little hoity-toity with their beer choices. You know, they look down their nose at you if you're just ordering kind of a straight-up, you know, discount beer. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty – listen, my beer tastes are much like uh, most of my other interests and likes. I'm very basic. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm very, very easygoing. For the most part, I am, too. I, I, I don't – you know, I experiment with the craft ones and try them. Yeah. You know, but I'm not one that, you know, will frown upon someone whose beer isn't named after some woodland animal. You know, <laughs> look, look, this, the names are yeah. getting very far out there. Yeah. yeah, there's some strange ones. You're right. They're always named with some animal and body part. Right. <laughs> Try this turtle scrotum. <laughs> no, no, it's I'm got good. a mossy aftertaste. <laughs> this is a, a strange story. Uh, last week, a couple were getting married. And during the wedding, the groom's mother recognized a unique birthmark on the bride's hand for the first time. She had not noticed this until the wedding day. Okay. The groom's mother asked the bride if she was adopted. Oh, now remember, this no. is on the wedding day. No. And the bride and her family were surprised because that was a secret. But the groom's mother knew because it turns out the bride was her long lost daughter. Get out. <laughs> I hope they hadn't consummated that marriage. <laughs> so there were a lot of tears and joyful reunions and all of that, but it did create a pretty serious problem because yes. now the bride was going to marry her brother. Right. But it turned out. The groom was adopted, too. Oh. And since that meant they weren't biologically related, they went ahead with the wedding. Gotcha. I can only imagine how this screwed up the seating plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Everyone switch sides. Say, are you related to the bride or the groom? I have no idea who I'm related to anymore. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would still throw me off. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it'd be a, an awkward night for sure. Yeah, you know that first night of the wedding is always usually a pretty awkward one. Uh huh. Everyone's tired. Imagine trying to process all of that. <laughs> yeah, very very strange. I just don't know if it's a birthmark on her hand. Like I, I I would assume the groom and the bride were dating or engaged for some time. Like it is odd that the groom's mom noticed it for the first time. Yeah. On the wedding day. Uh huh. Anyhow, maybe she's saying that she she maybe she made, noticed it, but she couldn't let it go through without mm. asking first. Well, the truth will be told when babies are born and they got three eyes and four <laughs> arms. <laughs> So Mother's Day is uh, in May, right? It's Mother's Day is May, and then Father's right. Day is June. Yes. So we're uh, we're coming around again. Another uh, another year. We have to tell the boys, take them aside, whisper in their ear. Don't forget your mother, please, for the love of God. Don't yes. forget your mother. Just make a card. Do anything to acknowledge that day. It's so funny how mom and dads are different. I I don't know or I don't remember ever feeling slighted or hurt 
if uh, a Father's Day came and went. And I don't think they ever did. Somebody would at least throw me a, hey, Pops, happy yeah. Father's Day. But it never had to be more than that. Right. You know, I didn't even necessarily didn't need that. It's kind of uh, the big biggest difference is that for Mother's Day, it's usually a gathering. Mm. Where Father's Day is usually a leave him alone. Mm-hmm. He, just, he just wants <laughs> to be left alone. Although, again, I think we said this last year with the pandemic. Mothers might want more and more of the leave me alone. Right. True. Any, mom a day on her own. Yeah, just leave her, leave her be. Let her cry in the bathroom alone. Um, a lot of moms always, when the kids are young, are getting some kind of, you know, glued macaroni on construction paper kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Macaroni you paid for, by <laughs> the way. Where's all my macaroni gone? I was going to make macaroni salad. No, it's all on a piece of cardboard now. Um, the average mom will get about 45 homemade art gifts from their kids through their childhood. Really? Almost all moms say they like those gifts and appreciate being able to look back on them, and they hold on to them for an average of about 16 years. So I wouldn't try to scrape off that macaroni and make that salad. (laughs) Where was that? Where was that? It's a little gluey. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I can can see uh, in my mind's eye a box in our crawl space rammed with that stuff. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Maria would be a mom to keep all that stuff for sure. There's, uh, yeah, I, I guess if you, I'm trying to think of all the, cause there's some, there's a pile of them somewhere, but I think a lot of them, you know, that end up in the garbage tend to be like just, just the school projects that come back aren't necessarily mom or dad right. related. Right. 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 There's so many art projects that happen now. Remember the worst thing was that coupon book kids would give parents to right. say, you get to spend the afternoon with me. One free yeah. game of snakes and ladders. <laughs> what kind of coupon book is this for me? It's cheap. Yeah. Nowhere in there did it said, uh, we'll, we, you know, this coupon entitles daddy to uh, a pitcher of beer and wings that right. we'll pick up the tab for. No, there's usually a, a breakfast in bed that you got to clean up afterwards. Oh, yeah. 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 You have to go downstairs and stop the fighting. Right. Yeah, Uh, being a parent is great. It's fun. Yeah. So just remember, like my boys are, you know, of course, they're scattered. One's in England, one's up in Nunavut. So I'll have to uh, say, listen, it's Mother's Day. Remember that. (laughs) Even now they're in their 20s. Because I'm in that house on my own with her. Oh, right. Yes. I don't need that grief. (laughs) So uh, I have not necessarily felt this way throughout the entire pandemic. But I, I think I've swung over this way. It might be time to bring in the martial law. <laughs> Lock it all down. Curfews. Hammer on everybody. Because I saw a photo yesterday that just uh, turned my my stomach. We're acting like a bunch of spoilt, bratty four-year-olds who aren't getting our way and now just refuse to do what we're told. It's a great photo of the 401 yesterday and then a great photo of the 401 from a year ago yesterday. A year ago yesterday, it was empty. Nobody was on it. Yesterday, packed. Mm. Which is, that's all you need to know about how we're not listening anymore. Yeah, I still think it's less than the volume of pre-pandemic traffic, especially like this time of the day. Mm. But there's still, you know, I think we've said that all along throughout this. There's a lot of people who are essential uh, because there are a lot more cars on the roads mm. than you would have imagined. And part of that, too, is because we've called them lockdowns, but we've never truly been locked down. No. You know, you could always you could always get out and go get your essential items and more mm-hmm. at the big box stores. That might be the biggest change that's coming, uh, apparently, if, if they go through with this. 
in the next day or two is that they could limit big box stores like the Costco's and only selling mm. essential items, foods and diapers and that kind of thing. Yeah, and listen, I, I totally uh, I feel for everybody who's being affected by this through parents and, and, uh, and, and um, business owners. I, I get all of that. And so I want them to get help. And, and the government, if they're going to lock it all down and be serious about it, then you got to start like we did early on with the CERB checks. You just got to get the money out to people. So if you own a small business and you can't open, then it should be an easy portal or whatever. You go in, you say, I'm locked down, I'm done for 28 days, and they cut you a check. Like, we've got to do something. We're just going to carry on like this. This virus, it, it rebounds and it, it, it reacts and it knows how to grow and change. And if we keep giving it opportunities to do that, it only gets stronger and worse. We see that now. Mm. What they should be doing is all the construction (laughs) on the on the roads. You know, like you know, around Yorkdale, Dufferin is consistently one of the worst roads in Ontario. Shut it down, (laughs) and you'll guess what? You'll fill all the potholes. Shut down a lane of the DVP, and you'll find a lot less people will be interested in going out if they've got to deal with volume and construction through the whole bloody thing. Do that this summer. Because the worst thing could happen is when we can finally get out and about, then they shut things down for construction. And I know every country has got different rules and regulations and and they handle things differently. But when you look at like New Zealand, you know, and how they've really, and I know population-wise, smaller, all of that stuff. But listen, at this stage, I'd swap out PMs. Can we borrow her for uh, for a while? It's like the joke going around about Doug Ford right now. At this stage, I'd rather have Rob. <laughs> uh, of course, I feel for Doug Ford and I feel for everybody involved because they're not going out of their way to make it complicated. But when you get so many hands in the pot, it just becomes complicated. Yeah, it just well, is. And Canada, uh, you know, a lot more complicated a, a system than New Zealand, of course. When you, you know, they have one major point of entry mm-hmm. uh, into it. This, it's a, it's a complex situation. I get it. You know, what I don't get is why vaccines are sitting in freezers in Ontario right now and, mm. and, and not being distributed fast enough. You know, how you couldn't get the, you know, the teachers, you have a week off uh, to get them done. Get them done. Get all the school support staff done mm-hmm. next week of you. And so we could keep the schools open. Uh, and and make, that makes sense to me. Uh, and, and I think it makes sense to most. I don't understand why they're not doing vaccines 24-7. Mm. They do them with MRIs. Mm-hmm. You know, they're... If, if you've got the vaccines, you know, and, and everyone just, you know, again, there's a lot of passing of the buck going on, you know, oh, it's because we're not procuring them. They're not getting enough. Canada hasn't done well enough to get them. And you know, the, the federal government says, no, we've handed Ontario more than anyone else and they haven't gotten them out yet. It's a distribution issue, uh, not a procure- procurement issue. And, you know, th- that's all that all passing the buck to me mm. is all, again, election rhetoric. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not you're not trying to get elected here. You're trying to get us out of a bloody pandemic. Mm-hmm. And if you do it, you'll get elected for doing it. Yep. So, you know, relax on the political garbage and just let's get this done. And we have to understand and I think politicians have to understand at some point, you're just not going to please everybody. Somebody's always going to be upset, but that's true of anything, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Uh so you and the thing too is, yeah, I agree with you. Why not just go 24/7 on the vaccines and let us all line up those who want to get it because you've got so many who I I hear of people even in the medical profession who are like, eh, "I'm not so sure about it." So I listen, if if it's available Whoever wants it, come and get it. Let's just move this along. It's really, really getting frustrating. This is the fourth wave and fifth wave, and you know we'll be into this still at Christmas time, humming and hawing about how we should handle it. Yeah, yeah, but you know, and and maybe you know, further on past all of this, we start taking a 
a different look at at the politicians mm. that we start electing, mm-hmm. right? And, and you know, listen, you the people have to apply for the job and want that job, but you know, a, a career label maker mm. who got the job from his dad is that is that the guy who's you know supposed to lead us through a pandemic? Well, it, you kind of had a prime minister whose dad did the job before him as well, too, exactly. So. Well, and, and listen, and, and uh, you know, a career teacher, yeah, right? That's it's. You know, they have to want the job and they wanted the job and got it. I give them some credit and Mm -hmm. some slack for the fact that no one could do this job perfectly. There is no perfect way of doing Mm -hmm. that job. But at the same time, you know, you're starting to see some cracks and uh, no pun intended on the Fords. But you're, you know, and and people fall through the cracks and businesses fall through. And I, I, I feel for the small business owners who have been falling through those cracks mm-hmm. the ones who are have made all the the proper adjustments that they need to to, to do things safely and are still being shut down mm-hmm. while the big boxes are open so you know we'll see what happens i you know i, I hate we're all frustrated hate to have to do this especially if it's another 28 days of, of locking this down. But it can't be 28 days of just willy-nilly. No. It has to be one or the other. Now you've got, you see outside of restaurants all over this province with lineups of people who are protesting. All those people, I get it. You, you're, you're more than, uh, I guess it's your rights to do that. But you're just causing a bigger problem, especially if you're all closed in together and not wearing masks. You know, if you want to if you want to protest against these places being shut down, that's one thing. But to go and do it as anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers, you're 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 screwing all of us. You're not helping anybody. You're we're not getting if you think that because you line up outside of a restaurant with no mask on, that the government's going to fold and listen to you, you're just a moron. It's going to get worse and worse and worse, and it'll go on and on and on. So, again, I don't like the idea of of curfews and martial law, but I I don't think we have a choice. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.